I was a little girl, there was a song that me and my brother and my sister, my dad had taught us, and, and we would sing this song. And, and it started out from the scripture that is in Isaiah 9 and 6. It says, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And ever since I've been, you know, reading this scripture um, this, this, this month, and the the subject of peace has been in my heart. And um, as a little girl, I remember we used to sing, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. And it always, I remember as I was singing that song, as I grew older, um, that song would always come back to my mind. Let it begin with me. Not really, really, really knowing that the first part, what we can really do is we can hope for peace. You know, let there be peace. Why are there so many wars? I remember um, asking that, you know, um, when my husband was in the military. And, you know, it was like, why is there so many wars? Why can't people just get along? Have you ever asked that question? Why can't we just can't get along? Why is there, you know, all the striving? Why is all that? Why do people have to die because somebody's mad, you know? And I remember, you know, thinking, God, just peace. Can there be peace in the earth? Have you ever asked that? Have you ever desired that peace in the earth? And then you just start, you know, backing it up even closer. Peace in the earth, peace in my community, peace in my home, peace in me. All right? But, um... The second part of that song just became more stronger to me as I was, you know, asking, you know, where's the peace? Well, the song said, let it begin with me. And many times we are seeking peace without realizing that the first place that peace must start is within our own selves. I can't, um, I can't add to um, peace to anything if I'm in turmoil, right? And a lot of times, because we don't see that, we're looking out and looking for peace to come from somebody, some situation, because peace isn't within us. And we're going to find today what real peace, because God said that he gives us a peace that passes all understanding, that is really not contingent on outside circumstances. And, 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 and as growing up into maturity, you come to a place of knowing that let it begin in me, let it begin in me, that, be, that I can be in the midst of the most um, tumultuous, chaotic place, but if peace is within me, I can have peace. Right? You know, we used to sing that song, this joy that I have, the world can't take it. You didn't give it to me. The world can't take it away. This peace that I have, the world did. We sing it very, you know, it's a really a wonderful song. But is it a truth? Is it more than the wonderful song that this peace that, that I have, the world didn't give it to me? That when we came to Christ, we came... Um, to know an uh, inner peace and to, gra- to grasp that, that that inner peace is about him. And when we grasp that, then, then 
people or circumstances can't take it away. I thank God for um, me and my daughter was talking and talking about um, how Christmas, you know, you hear so many people that have talked about, you know, how much debt they went into or, or um, you know, how much they've spent and how much they're going to owe. And, and, and it's amazing in the growth of growing is that Jesus took our debt to the cross not for us to incure anymore. Do you understand? He didn't, he didn't mean for us to get in debt in any way, okay? And I'm just so thankful for the peace that we were talking about that God gives us in that um, there used to be a time that, for me, if I couldn't get you something, you know what I'm saying, I was not happy, okay? Um, my joy was, you know, the joy was that I could get every single person something. And if I couldn't, I was not really happy about it. And um, I had to come to a growth, a peace in knowing that um, love, is, love is tangible, yes, you know, that shown in, in different ways. But if that's my motive is just to, to see that smile on your face and to know that you um, know I love you only by a Christmas gift, see what I'm saying, how we can think sometimes, then something's wrong with that, right? That the peace should come in knowing that I don't have to go into debt. And this, this man did a wonderful uh, sermon this morning about how the peace should be that you don't have to go into debt to, to, to make someone know that you love them. You know, that um, just, just, just knowing that all year long, kind of like sometimes if we wait all year long, and I thank God for one thing, that he has taught me to be a giver all year long. And he's taught me to be that way in that I, there is nothing in my heart that would say that, you know, that um, if I couldn't get my kids something on Christmas, that they didn't know all year long I, I I've been giving them all year long. You see what I'm saying? There's a peace in my spirit in knowing that I've showed love before some special day. For a birthday. You know how we do these special events? Well, love should be shown. All, and the peace comes. We get into a, a frustration when we don't walk like that. When we don't walk in love all year long. And here comes this special day. And now we know we haven't walked in love all year long. And so now we want to buy the biggest and the greatest and the most and the most expensive to say, I love you. When all year long we should be saying, I love you. And then there comes a peace when you give a card. Come on. There's a peace in knowing that that person knows all together that I love them because that love has been shown all year long. And so I'm thankful for we were talking about that peace, that, that, that is what really God wants us to have during his birthday he, that we're celebrating. How that, would that be? We'd be so chaotic and frustrated and upset. You know, when he came, he, the Prince of Peace came that we might have peace. In um, James 4, 1 and 3, I want us to look at this. It says, and so the title is Peace, Let It Begin With Me. It says, what leads to dis what leads to strife? This is out of the Amplified Bible. What leads to strife, discord, and feuds? And how do conflicts, quarrels, and fightings 
originate among you? Do they not arise from your sensual desires that are ever warring in your bodily members? You are jealous and covet what others have, and your desires go unfulfilled. So you become murderers. To hate is to murder as far as your hearts are concerned. You burn with envy and anger and are not able to obtain the gratification, the contentment, and the happiness that you seek. So you fight and war. You do not have because you do not ask. Or you do ask God for them and yet fail to receive because you ask with wrong purpose and evil, selfish motives. Your attention is, when you get what you desire, to spend it in sensual pleasures. In the Message Bible, it goes like this. Where do you think all these appalling wars and quarrels come from? Do you think they just happen? Think again. They come about because you want your own way and fight for it deep inside yourself. You lust for what you don't have and are willing to kill to get it. You want what isn't yours and will risk violence to get your hands on it. You wouldn't think of just asking God for it, would you? And why not? Because you know you'd be asking for what you have no right to. Your spoiled children, each wanting your own way. When we look at this and we say, a lot of times in, in, we can look in the big picture of of where there's no peace in, in the lands, in the different lands, wars, because there's something that one side wants that the other side wants to keep, right? So there, there's this dilemma where, where we're fighting for something that we want, and it's bigger. The, what we want is bigger than lies and blood that's being shed, right? There's nothing about the bloodshed that stops us to say, I will yield the right away. Uh, we're saying, I want my way, and we're going to fight to the end to get that. So one of us is going to win. Well, we can look at that in, in, as far as wars and, and rumors of war all over the land, but let's bring it closer to home, okay? We ask for peace in the land, but peace in the land will never come until peace is in me. Peace in the and that means me, all of us saying me. Okay, peace in the land, peace in my home, peace with my relationships, peace with people can't come if peace is not in me. And I find within myself, you know, as growing in Christ and, and, um, and looking and evaluating myself, there are times when there's no peace. I'm frustrated and I'm agitated. And sometimes my fingers go in like this. Whether it be in my home, whether it be with my children, whether it be with, with my husband, whether it be with you, my fingers are going like this. And, and the more God has been dealing with me about peace, is he's let me know that you, Pastor David, my children, should not be able to take my peace. Right? Do you agree? We'll show you in a little minute if you don't agree. But should not be able, unless I'm, unless, 
Okay, let me let me get to this one scripture first. Because unless I'm not saved, you understand? Unless I don't know what the power of the blood did, and that I haven't allowed the power of the blood to do. Remember, Jesus dying on the cross made peace with the Father. Peace. In the beginning, there was a gulf. But, and there was no peace with us because we were in sin. We were cut off from him. But the blood came and made peace with us, with our Heavenly Father. And it, it, it made a bridge instead of a gulf. And that's what peace will do. A lot of times we have these big gaps with people and big holes with, with, with relationship because there's no peace. Because peace will build a bridge instead of a hole. And that's what God did. He built a bridge instead of a hole. And so sometimes we're aggravated. We don't know why we're aggravated. We're frustrated. We don't know why we're frustrated. And we can't get along with people because we say they're the cause because their quirky attitudes and their bad personalities and the stupid and ignorant things that they do. But the problem is, is that we won't build a bridge. Because there's that turmoil in us. That's that, there's that anger in us. There's that criticism in us. There's that judgment in us that will not allow us to build a bridge. You know, most of the things that, you know, God looked beyond our faults. I'm talking about the one that we're supposed to imitate. God looked beyond our faults. That's the only way that he, that, that he could love us was to look beyond our faults. You know, he looked beyond our faults, and he saw our needs. Our problem is, is we look at faults. We, we're dead on faults. We can write a book about somebody else's faults. And it's because we're looking at people's faults, we get aggravated by someone else's faults. But God really showed me my aggravation is, is because... I'm really looking most of the time at something that's really in me. There's some part about that 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 I'm, I, it irks me so bad. Have you ever been just irked, irked? Y'all, y'all just looking so sweet this morning. But have you ever just been irked by a person? And it's it's because God is drawing. There's something in me that. That I came to Christ and I asked Christ to make me like Him. I want to be like you, God. Make me like you. And there's something in me that God is trying to show that's not like Him. And so when I get around this person that irks me, it's because it's pulling on that thing that I'm supposed to look at about me. <laughs> but I'm looking at it about them, and I never really get over it until I turn the mirror around and look at it and say, God, what are you trying to show me? Why is this bothering me so much? Why is this taking my joy? Why is this taking my peace? Why am I talking about her in the middle of the night in front of the mirror? Why is this? So what are you trying to tell me? And because we don't do that, because we don't realize, first of all, that 
Our Heavenly Father is an amazing teacher. He uses everything and everybody to teach us. He's an amazing teacher. And if we would, but for one moment, stand in the midst of, of the most insane situation and say, what are you trying to teach me, Lord? And humble ourselves and say, it's not them. <laughs> it's not them. It is me. You are trying to teach me something in this. You're trying to teach me how to love better. You're trying to teach me to love more completely, more fully, more sacrificially. You're trying to help me to love not just because but in spite of. So, God, what are you trying to do? But because we don't do that, we can walk around in with peace not in our hearts that we can be ever so fine you guys we can be ever so fine you know it's so funny because um i always tease pastor david uh, there's these things that you know as you grow in marriage there's um uh funny things that we laugh at now that it wasn't too funny a long time ago but um we laugh at now because i'm learning i'm learning you guys with my whole heart to live in peace and to be ready when the Lord comes. And to prioritize what's really a mountain. And what's really just a little molehill. And so there's these things that Pastor David does. But we laugh about it now. But there's these things that he does. Okay, so Pastor David does this. He's on the computer. And so when he's in the, in the, in the computer room, you know, it's usually he's studying or he's looking up something. And so I'll usually take this time to want to do something in my room, you know, that I want to uh, change the room or change the dresser or, or something I want to do, you know, fix the room different. And so it's so hilarious that uh, it used to just drive me crazy. So he, he's, 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 he's in there, and I'm thinking, okay, he's studying. He's into the computer. He's going to be there a couple of hours. Because usually on any other day than the day that I want to do something to the room, he's studying for a lot of hours, okay? So, but this never has failed that once I start doing something in the room, and, you know, I, it could be probably like 10 o'clock, and I'm thinking, oh, he's going to study till probably about 12 or 1, so I could just have this room to myself. It doesn't matter. It seems like when I say it and I go to touch the, the, the perfume bottle on the dresser and scoot it one way, then all of a sudden you'll see, I, I just hear it coming down the hall. Here comes Pastor David, and he's coming in the room, and he's moving the bed, <laughs> the covers back, and he's, he's coming in the room, he's putting on his robe, and he's ready to go to bed. <laughs> He's ready to go to bed, okay? He's, I'm not going to be able to do what I was going to do because now he's ready to go to bed. Now, this used to just drive me nuts. It used to take away my peace. I'd be like, what, what kind of timing is that, babe? What kind of timing is that? And I would think he was doing it. I said, you're doing it on purpose. I know you're doing that just to get to my goat. But as I uh, have watched him, I promise this, this, this is serious. It just happened again last night. But... Um, <laughs> The funniest thing, it just happened again last night. It's the funniest thing, though, as I have watched him, this used to just, oh, get me. So when it got me, you know, when, you know when peace is gone, you do stupid stuff. And so when it would get me, I wasn't going to turn that light out. Mm -mm. I wasn't going to turn that light out. And, um, and since you decided to interrupt my cleaning time, you're going to hear some noise tonight. And so it's so funny. Pastor David, he, would, um, he went and bought these um, um, 
things, what do you call them, for your eyes, and these earplugs. He makes me laugh so hard. He does. He just makes me laugh. So he would get, you know, and, and so his thing was, you know, you, you can act crazy if you want. I'm still going to sleep. Okay. So he put it on, you know, and I'm sitting there looking at him, and now I'm really mad because, you know, doesn't even seem to be affecting him. He's affected me, but it's not affecting him. And so he's got his little ear things on, and he got some good old earplugs because I can call him, and he don't hear nothing I'm saying. But anyway, <laughs> maybe. But uh, he has his earplugs in his ears, and so he's just laying there. He's just laying there, and all the, you know, all the pushing and the lights. And it, now I'm just up, and I'm upset. Okay. So over the years, but last night I was just thinking how God has really did in my heart is some things we're so upset about that it doesn't even make sense. Like it's. What is this? Where do wars come from? You just want your way, you little spoiled Linda. That's what's causing you. just want your way right now. This doesn't even make sense. That And so what I thought about it last night, I was like, God, you know what? Maybe I'm blaming David that every time I move the uh, perfume bottle or something, he comes in the room. But maybe, God, this is you. Maybe you're saying, uh-uh. Are you going to do this again? Are you going to act that way again? Are you going to take that and make that a mountain? Girl, just go put your robe on and get into bed. You can click. Do you see what? But in us, even some of us as women, we might be thinking right now, well, that's not fair. That's, not, that's our whole problem. Our peace, we lose our peace on what's fair, what's not fair. My rights, what I should get to do. Pastor David would be laughing so hard. You know, I love him because I thank God for a husband that teaches. Now, some of y'all might not but like that very much. I didn't used to like it, but I, I thank God for a husband that teaches, that, that, that lets me know, come on, you know, are you really going to think that way? Don't you guys like your husband to do that? You don't have to say it if you're not there yet. Okay. But I thank God. I thank God that God has brought me to this place of peace. I thank God because these little things, these little foxes. What did the Bible say? These little foxes that destroy the vine. Little bitty things that we really look at it. There's things that take our peace that doesn't even make any sense. Like looking in the closet, what should I wear? What should I wear? What sh- I don't have anything to wear. I don't have anything to wear. What should I? And then you got 10 or 20 things to wear. Just pick something out and wear it. But we're all in this. No, I'm talking about simple. Before we even get to the big stuff, come on. We already see in the little stuff that takes our peace. Before we even get to something really big, there's just little stuff that takes our peace. Who took my brush? Who took my sweater? Little things that takes our peace. And, and we can walk around all day over the brush. Where's my brush? Where did he touch my brush? That's my brush. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just the crazy one in the house, okay? But I, I'm going to be the honest one in the house this morning. Help, help some of y'all this morning, okay? That... There are things that takes our peace that um, he didn't say I look pretty today. Come on. I'm just helping us. 
I dressed up and he didn't even say I looked nice. Now, some of y'all think I'm giving the men an excuse. I'm not giving the men an excuse. I'm, I'm telling you, don't let that take your peace. Don't let it take your peace. You know, a lot of times, things that are taking our peace, the other person really doesn't even have a clue that it, <laughs> doesn't even have a clue that it's taking your peace. And they're, they're, they're not even thinking what you're thinking, but your peace has been taken by someone who doesn't even have a clue that they've taken your peace. And this morning, I bring to you that God wants us to get peace. Not, he said, I, gave, I came to give you peace. Not as the world gives it, okay? Peace in the world is when everything's fine, when everything is like I like it, when, you know, the jam is on my bread just like I asked you for it. Come on. Y'all never got mad about how they bought you your food. It's not hot enough, is it? Come on, these little things. And you guys are, you're looking at me like, but some of these things stay on us more than a moment. And once they stay on us, it's more like, I told her that I like my food hot. <laughs> then, then, you know, you're sitting there, and then because, why doesn't she ever bring my food hot? And you're, all of a sudden, your peace is being taken because you won't come back to God being your peace. And next thing you know is, she's just hard-headed. I'm going to tell her to do something she don't do it. Next thing you know, she don't love me. I bet you one of her friends was over here and she, they wanted some hot food. They'd get some hot food. You know, peace just keeps ebbing away, ebbing away, ebbing away. And because we won't recapture what peace is really all about. You know what I'm saying? That our peace is just drained out of us over the, the smallest of, 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 of circumstances. You know, I've just, I've watched it over the years. And I've looked back and, and seen where my peace, was. it didn't even make no sense of what I was walking around talking to myself about. Just walk. Have you ever done that? I can't. I just can't work until I get. I'm going to. And when he gets in this door, I'm going. Right? All day. He left the house in the morning, and I was talking all day. All day to myself. I was talking, waiting for him to come in that door. By the time he got in the door, my peace was gone. Because I didn't try to get my peace in God. I made him my peace. He's not your peace. She's not your peace. The money's not your peace. The house is not your peace. Come on. That's not your peace. Good clothes to wear is not your peace. The good job is not your peace. The status is not your peace. Because in all these things, they can be taken away. They can be taken away. And if that's where your peace dwells on that thing, you could be without peace in the next minute. But he's our peace. And God wants us to know that he's our peace. That no matter what comes or goes or what we have or what we have not, uh, we have peace. That I know how to have peace in a house. I know how to have peace in a tent. Come on. 
I, I know how to have peace with steak, and I know how to have peace with hamburger helper. Come on. I'm not sitting there all upset talking about when you're going to get a better job. I'm tired of eating hamburger helper. And I'm all mad all night. Can't talk to you. But I'm great. Peace brings the attitude of my God knows all about me. It brings this assurance that while I'm eating my hamburger helper, my God knows all about me. He knows all about me. And Peace doesn't allow the enemy to steal God's goodness. See, real peace is faithful in believing that my God loves me, absolutely loves me. It's not contingent on the car. It's not contingent on on, on the house. It's not contingent on the paycheck. It is that he shed his precious blood. Come on. He shed his precious blood. If we would get... The real reason why God loves us, it would bring peace. to If we would establish that in our hearts. The real reason why I know that God loves me is that while I was yet, while I was yet a sinner, not deserving anything, not deserving to even live, my Heavenly Father went to the cross and shed His blood. But the problem is Christians, because I want to say this first, Christians, we put uh, a a description on our definition of what love means from God. Love means that I'm going to get a good job. He loves me. Love means I'm going to marry the man of my dreams. He loves me. Love means I'm going to be healthy and nothing's going to. He lo- none of those things. None of those things is how we define God. But we do define God that way, and that's why you see that our peace is taken. That's why you see that we're sad. Because we have defined God by some earthly, tangible thing that, that this is love. This is love. Tomorrow I'm going to walk in and my boss is going to give me a raise. And he don't give you a raise? Where are you, God? Don't you love me? Don't you love me? And God is saying, what more can I do? What more can I do to prove how much I love you than to die and to shed my blood. I was looking at a, a person yesterday. I got the opportunity of getting to spend some time with uh, Debbie Goheen, the mother that lost her twins. And I'm telling you guys, I got to see such a manifestation of peace. It blessed me. It, blessed, it was like she was preaching to me just in her very presence, her very honoring of God. Her very, um, as she begins to tell, and we're going to have her come, she's going to come tell, you know, she, and I saw it that day when I saw them on the news. I said, God is about to use this family in such a miraculous way. But to be able to stand there, not you just didn't lose one child, you lost three children. But to stand there and be able, and there's, we're, we're in the middle of Safeway, and we stood there for about an hour, which was really because people are coming in there. The funniest thing is that people don't know how. When, when people are going through, or they've lost something, or, you know, you, they don't know, really know what to say. It's almost like somebody that's been disfigured, and they say people walk, but they look at them, but they don't know what to say. They try to hurry up and get away. Whereas in her heart, she's saying, 
I want to just ask them, what is it that you want to know? She said, because it's more, um, you know, it's more when you're just looking and you have that look on your face like, I know something happened. But, but as she began, she just, just began. I, I said, you you preaching right up here in Safeway. And she um, she began to just tell about how she had prayed for God to do something when her first daughter died. And to me, to know, as I listened to her, God is amazing. If we would use our testimonies, if we would use the places that we have come through this tragedy, okay, and we would get the peace of God because we're going to go through tragedy. Everyone that's sitting here, we are going to go through that. Remember, I don't devalue that. I don't want anyone to die. Uh, I've, I've, I've suffered two deaths, you know, that, I, that was really close to me. But I don't want anyone to die. You know, I'm not saying casually we're all going to die. But what, we are going to die. Unless the Lord raptures us out of here, death is coming to us all. Um, pain is coming to us all. This, um, at Christmas, um, my granddaughter, she fell against the hot stove at my daughter's house. And to stop herself, she had to, you know, reach out to stop herself so her, her arm and her hand hit the hot, hot stove. The pain of that, do you understand the, there's pain in that? I w- wanted to wail, scream, everything as I'm watching my granddaughter cry out, help me, help me, help because that burn was so hurting. But see, do you understand that today I can stand and say my granddaughter's here? That her hand hit the stove and not her whole body. Her whole face could have went in. When she tripped over, her whole face could be burned up this morning. But her hand and how God mercifully allowed her to have a little stuffed animal in her hand. So the whole of the hand and just the palm down. See, when y'all hear me say just, do you understand that that's what our testimonies tell people? That's what our coming through tells people. We live in a fallen world, okay, that has, uh, sin has, is, is in control of this world. You, you understand there's sinners and people, like she was saying, she said, um, there's going to be people that's going to be driving and they're not thinking about what they're doing because they don't know the love of Christ. I mean, I'm listening to this lady and how she's talking. They don't know the love of Christ. And so, Sinners do what sinners do. They they take chances. They they do all that kind of stuff that would we were and all of us that would look fun. Like she said, all of us that would look funny about the sinner driving, you know, recklessly, could just start looking back into our lives. When she said that, it just like there was nothing there that said get him. It was. I just looked up to God and said, Lord, if it hadn't been for you on one of those mad days that I jumped in the car, who would have known what I would have done? It was by your grace, by your mercy, that I didn't run some off the road, kill some. Come on, we all, all of us, right? All of us can look this and think back. We might not want to think back, but there are some times in our lives that, 
recklessly, thoughtlessly. I remember coming out of my driveway, just coming out. I'm not a good backer-upper. But I came out my driveway. Is that a good? That's not a good word. Okay. But, okay. Okay. But y'all knew what I meant. Okay. So bring, I bring the car out, but I'm in a hurry. I'm in a hurry. And I just jump in the car, and I'm, I'm backing up, backing up, backing up. And all of a sudden, I hear this crack on the back of my um, car. Scared me half silly. And I stopped really quick. And the man was walking down the street, you guys. I didn't even see the man. And if he didn't even crack that, you know what I'm saying? That's what stopped you. I think God. Don't. But for his mercy, but for his grace, there go I. And my peace comes in all these situations that I've been through. My peace has grown in knowing that God said, Lo, I am with you. Always. Even when you're not thinking, even when you're doing crazy stuff, even when you got a funky attitude, I am with you always. And we need, what it has helped me to do is in circumstances that I used to throw up my hands and go crazy, now it's helping me to calm down and remember, he's with me. There's a peace in knowing that he's with me. God has shown me in all kind of little ways that he's with me. It used to be my peace would be taken if I lost my keys. I don't know about you guys, but that, that used to be a habit, okay? And I would lose my keys, and I would be tearing up the house, the car. I'm just, you know, frantic. Where's his keys? Where's his keys? Where's... And you got to be someplace and can't find. I think I'm talking to nobody to understand. Okay. Y'all know what I'm talking about, okay? And so the key, I'm, I'm building this up to let you know that God is growing us so that we can have peace in the midst of. He's grown us in the little things so that we can have peace for the bigger things. And I remembered one day I was in the living room and Frantic, 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 frantic. Look, pulled everything apart, looking for my keys. Even picked up the couch. You know, I was really looking for some keys. And so I was thinking. I heard the Holy Spirit say, "Just calm down. Be still." So I just stood in the living room. I just stood. I said, "Okay," but my mind's like, "Okay, God, do something because I need these keys in about five minutes." Okay, but I'm standing there. And I really, God just, you know, five minutes went away because God was like, be still. And as I was be still, God was like, right there, over by your bed. You dropped those keys last night. It was like the whole scenario. I went in my room, and in my mind, I remember having my keys. As soon as he brought that to mind, I remember having my purse, going through my purse. You know what I'm saying? So I could, you know, literally, went in there, there's the keys. And because he did that, it has been lately over and over and over that I stand still. Lord, where's that book? I was studying that book. Where did I, where did I put that book? And as soon as I get peaceful, we don't realize what frantic frustration steals from us. The time it steals from us. The peace that is steals from us. Because God says he is our peace. 
that we got to get to a point that no matter what's happening in our lives, that we come to the peace of knowing God's here. I'm not alone. He knows what I'm going through right now. He knows exactly what I need right now. And he's going to give it to me exactly when he wants to give it to me. Just be still and know that he's God. The peace of being still and knowing that he's God, I'm not God, he's God. He sees and knows all. God wants that peace for us this year, you guys. As we walk into this new year, we have to walk in peace. With the knowing that God has our life, it's already been planned. He knows our life. He knows what's best for us. And that we would lean and rest in his peace. It is peace that we need, and money can't buy it, right? You can't never hope by your own efforts to secure it. It is offered as a gift. In John fourteen twenty seven, he says this, Peace I leave with you. Peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. In that scripture, there's two things that, that um, I see messes with our peace. It's the condition of our heart. If our heart is troubled and fear is there, it will mess with our peace. Perfect love casts out all fear. Perfect love, I have to believe that God loves me perfectly. I have to believe that, that God cares about me, that he wants what's best for me. I have to believe that despite what shows up in my life, right? A lot of times, that's where we got to start. Do I believe that God loves me? In spite of me, do I believe that God loves me? Many of us have this mentality that when I get good, when I get the best, when, when, when I'm doing everything right, that's when God loves me. And so we walk like that and we strive to be and to do and, and, and to get all our eggs in the basket. And if, if one breaks, we feel like God doesn't love us. But God's love is not predicated on anything that we do. God is love. Do you hear what I said? God is love, therefore he does love because he is love. He can't do nothing else but love because he is love. And when we accept that fact that God is love, then we don't have to walk around evaluating. You know how we, he loves me, he loves me not. He loves me, he loves me not. Some of us are doing that with our Heavenly Father. Today he loves me, but man, I messed up. Does he love me now? God wants us first to get that. There comes your first peace when you have the assurance in your heart. And we sung it, Monica sang it and said it so many times this morning. He absolutely loves us. And if we would get that in our heart, that he absolutely, and if we would just look although there are times in the natural we can see that parents have abandoned their children. But I'm talking about if you find a good parent, and there's many of them that's in here, and you think to yourself, 
of the many things that you have done that have disappointed your parents, but they were still there for you. They still loved you. They still hugged you. They still fed you. They still put you to bed. They still sat on the side of the bed. They still tried to give you counsel because they loved you. It wasn't predicated on you being the straight-A student. It wasn't predicated on you knowing how to talk and never being rebellious. They loved you because you belonged to them and they loved you. They just loved you. Well, it, and that's in the natural where well, we see natural fathers that do that much more. That, that spirit to love in spite of that we see in the natural, that came from our head. It's a gift from our Heavenly Father because that's who he is and that's how he loves us. And so if we can absolutely receive that, then we can receive that kind of peace. When you know a child that doesn't feel loved does a lot of things. And all of them are not good. Do you understand? A child that doesn't feel love, sometimes it'll do a bad thing just to get your attention. In the natural. In the natural. And so what more in the spiritual, if we're walking around like that, not feeling loved, then we're doing all kinds of things. Sometimes I've heard people that were in the world just waiting for God to do something. They know they're doing wrong. But that what they want God to do is to come stop them. Stop me any kind of way. Stop me. Show me that you love me. Show me that you love me. God, I love you. I absolutely, I don't have to beat you to say I love you. All right? There's women that feel that way, that, you know, if he beats me, he loves me, okay? There's that warped kind of thinking about love that we transfer on the Heavenly Father, and that's what makes us walk without peace because we're walking and saying, I did that, and he's mad at me, and God doesn't love me, and we got our head down, and God is saying, I'm the lifter up of your head. I've shed the blood. I have covered you. I love you on your worst day. I love you. If I loved you while you was a sinner, what more so while you're striving to be like me? And when we get that assurance, when you get that assurance, what peace it is to know. I don't know anybody in any relationship. I don't know a husband that doesn't feel love where that's not, you know, she doesn't love me. Or a wife that, I don't know if she loves me or not. Or or a child. I don't know any relationship that that doesn't pull on you not to know if somebody loves you, right? And God wants us to know this morning, your peace has to be first. In knowing that I absolutely love you. In Galatians 5.22 and 23, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Peace is one of the fruit of the Spirit. And it should be ebbing out of Christians' life. Those that profess Jesus Christ, there should be peace. They, that When they walk in our homes, I've walked in homes and I know it's a praying home. The peace is just just there. You just go into the home and many times I've, I've let them know, oh, oh my God, the peace of God just rests here. The peace of God is there. But I've walked in other homes and I can feel a whirlwind of chaos. In our homes, there should be peace. There should be peace because if he's in me, the fruit should manifest. 
Understand that? The fruit should manifest. Uh, I love the, the little song the kids were singing. Uh, in me, in me, the party's here, the party's here. Because I got Jesus inside of me. I love that song. But it's got to be real. Because I got Jesus inside of me. Everything outside of me knows when I walk in the room. Knows when I come that I'm bringing with me peace. I mean, we should be bringing peace with us. When we walk into a room, peace should be walking with us. When we walk into a conversation, peace should be walking with us. We're not adding chaos. We're not, the, the, we're not supposed to be the storm. Saints, we're not supposed to be the storm. We're supposed to be able to speak peace to the storm and it moves away. But a lot of times we are the chaos. But God is telling us as Christians... Peace, the spirit of peace is within us. Can you imagine? I was just talking the other day to uh, one of the sisters when we was having our women's word. And I said, could you just imagine if all of us were peacemakers? Every last one of us. Every last one of us. Peacemakers. I'm not talking about with the one you like to make peace with. I'm talking about 24-7 peacemakers. Wherever I am, I'm a peacemaker. Wherever I go, I'm a peacemaker. Whoever I talk to, I'm a peacemaker. Can you imagine what the world would be like? Can you Im- See, this is the light that God's talking about, not that. <laughs> the light that manifests his virtues, the light that manifests and represents him everywhere we go, where somebody goes, whoa. When, the, when, when, when she came in the room, can you be the peacemaker in the middle of an of a, of a argument? Can you decide? Can you decide? See, what happens is we don't want to yield the right away. And, you know, I was, I was talking to God, too, and I said, God, you know, sometimes the problem is, is, like, you've yielded the right away and you've yielded. Listen, you've yielded the right away, and you've yielded the right away, and you've yielded the right away, and you've yielded the right. You know how the, this this is those people that say, I'm always the one to say I'm sorry. I've yielded the right away. I've yielded the right away. I, can't I win sometime? And God is saying, you've already won when you yielded the right away. You've already, you're looking to be right. You're looking to. Show yourself as the right one. But do you know, I don't care how many times I yield the right away on the road, and, and five times I yield the right away. But there may be a day I said, you know what, I yielded five times, but today I'm taking it. Bam! Do you see what I'm saying? What is the priority? The priority is not to have a wreck. Is that the priority? Not to have a wreck, or is it the priority to, I'm going to be ahead? I'm going to be the one that's right. It's my turn to be right. Or have you decided, I just don't want no wreck. I don't want, I don't want to hurt him, and I don't want him to hurt me. I mean, come on. I hope y'all get this beyond cars. Let's go into relationships. Callie, I don't want to hurt you, and I don't want you to hurt me. So right now, if it comes down to I have to back up off this point, or I have to yield the right away to you, because I don't want to see you hurt, and I don't want me. 
or do I say, no, uh-uh, I know you're wrong, and I'm just going to take that. And then we both leave, collided into each other. We're all messed up, can't talk to each other for months. Come on, heart, spirit hurt, all this stuff hurt, because we had to show our little selves. What's more important? God told us to be peacemakers, to pursue peace with one another. Remember, he says, where do all these quarrels, quarrels come from you? Where does all this attitude come from you? Why is all this fighting? Is it because you want your own way? You want your way, your thoughts, your agenda, your wisdom. You want that to go forth. But the wisdom of God is gentle. It's not pushy. It's not pushy. The wisdom of God is loving. And and. It is God is so about getting His word to us. You, do you understand? He's not about offending our ears so that we would not hear the word and walk away. Do you see? Also, sometimes we, I'm just going to tell you what. But when we do that, remember when we do that, it's not God. Every, so next time, ladies, when we, it's really not God. That's just all up some flesh, okay? And flesh cannot win the cannot win the battle, men. When you Flesh cannot win the battle. It's peace. When we got to push this flesh out and, and when you feel your flesh getting all crazy and hard and, and red and, and hot and bubbly, then you know what you need to do? Back off. And you need to go and you need to... I, I've learned to do this and I, that's why I can say that I've learned to do this. I've learned that when I'm feeling crazy... It's time for me to go, and what I do, I sit on my couch, I look up toward the heavens. I mean, you can do it any kind of way you want to, that's how I do it. But I look up toward the heavens, and I, I ask God, God, what's wrong with me right now? And usually, I want to control a situation. We don't have no controllers in the house. I want the situ- I want to control this. It's not going like how I perceived it to go, and it's making me very upset because I planned for it to go this way, and something jumped in there, or someone jumped in there, and they messed up the plans, and my peace has been hit. God, help me right now to just be still until I can go back in here and just go, okay, yield the right of way. Yielding the right away is not going to kill anybody. You understand? It's not. It's really not. It, and it brings you more peace than that long-term, pushy way that we try to make ourselves known or make our way known. Because now the house is quiet, so, so you got your way. Have you ever got your way? Come on. Have you ever got your way? And in that way, it shut your spouse down. Shut the house down, okay? But you got your way, okay? And the whole house is shut down. And if we're if we're in the flesh, we it kind of feels empowering, cause I rule. But God said that the peace of God rule, not you, okay? So so a lot of times we feel okay about it until it lasts a little longer than what. We thought it was going to last until everybody's not talking for a couple of days. Do you see what that, was that worth it? 
A lot of times when you look back, you say, was that worth it? Was that worth that we're not talking, we're not sleeping in the same bed, we're not talking to one another? The kids are all looking and feeling crazy like, what's going on in this house? And, and, and chaos, is we've opened the door to chaos. And next thing you know, Johnny and Bridget's in the room, they're just fighting for nothing because we was fighting for nothing. And we would not choose to let the peace of God reign. It's a choice. It's a choice to say, God, I want your peace to rule first in me. So that I can walk out and I, can, I believe that we're atmosphere changers. I believe that I can walk in the house like a storm and my house turns into that storm. But I can also believe that if I'm in a storm in my car, I need to get that storm out of me before I walk in the house. That me, Lord, don't let me take this storm into my home. God, help me right now. I need your peace. I'm upset. I can't handle it. I'm mad. But God, you said you are my peace, God. Give me a right attitude. Give me a loving attitude. Give me an attitude that will yield the right away. God, help me to, to, to humble. Yeah. Humble myself. That, a lot of times there's a, a problem. I don't want to humble myself. Mm, uh-uh. No more. No more. No more. Humble yourself. When you think about God, he humbled himself all the way to the cross. And he had so many reasons. And he had so many uh, things that he could have turned around and said, I'm not doing it. I am not going, these crazy people. I just healed them the other day, and now they're talking about crucifying. Come on! He had so many reasons. If that was us, come on, if that was us, we done touched you, healed you, got you up from the dead, and you talk about crucifying? And I had the power to go, and you gone? I probably will. No, come on. Come on, we know this flesh. We know this flesh. But God is causing us that it's not about our flesh. See, there's a war right here. It's the emotions of this flesh. Are we going to let it rule? Are we going to let the peace of God? Can I tell you guys something? Don't devalue this year what you have within you, the Holy Ghost. Don't devalue it. Sometimes we're not devaluing it on purpose. We're not saying, Holy Ghost, I'm not going to listen to you. We just don't listen. We don't say it with our lips. We do it when he's trying to tell us. He's telling us things to do and we're, I don't want to want to do that. That's how we look in the, in the spirit to him. I don't want to do that. I don't, but remember the Holy Spirit is not, it's like you telling your child. You know, have you ever told your child, it doesn't make me happy to whoop you. It doesn't make me happy to put you on punishment. I don't know any parents that's sitting up there like, you're never going to get to play with your, I'm not going to say it because it's a new one and I'm probably going to say the wrong thing. Say the right thing. What y'all play with? Xbox. Okay. You, uh, I would have probably said Atari or something. <laughs> but, um, because <laughs> I don't play with none of them. But, um, would, you, would it make you happy? You don't just walk around saying, and you walk back to your wife and say, man, I'm feeling good. I got that boy on punishment for a week. I've ne- I don't know. Maybe maybe someone feels like that. Pray for it. We don't pray about that. But uh, I've never felt that way. I've ne- it, in, in times, I can literally tell you that as I'm whooping them, I'm crying. 
I didn't want you I didn't want you to go through that. I didn't want you to have to suffer this. I didn't want you to have to reap the repercussions. I'm not I'm not happy at all that you have to go through this. You understand that? I'm not happy that you're in your room. I'm not walking around your room smiling because you're stuck in your room. The Heavenly Father loves us. He loves us so much that He gives us the things that we are to do and not to do, but He's given them so that we would have success. There's not one thing God tells us to do so He can sit up in heaven and say, "Mm mm-hmm, that's going to get Him today. Ooh, that's going to make Him mad. That's going to make Him mad. No. Everything that He tells us, everything, if He says, be quiet and don't say another word, it's because He wants to help us. He's helping us. He knows that our mouths get all out of control and make us say all kind of crazy stuff that brings, that takes peace away in a minute. You know, we can say one word and take somebody's peace away in a minute because we're all out of control. And God is like, Shh, don't, don't say that. Don't, don't, don't even breathe that. Don't, don't. Don't put that out in the air. Don't put that in their spirit. See, God is telling us he's not trying to, 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 to bound us up. He's trying to set us free. Everything that he tells us to do is to bring peace to our home, peace to our situation, peace to our lives, to, so the point that we can walk in peace. I want peace. I do want, I want peace in my life. It says in Romans 15 and 13, now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Here's another area. Peace won't come if we don't believe. I can read the Bible all day and I can come to church. But if I don't believe, because it's faith that activates the promises. If I don't believe, I'll never receive. And if I never receive, I'm never assured of God's love for me. And I'm frustrated because what I really need to start with is that I believe there is a God and that that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I have to first believe that there is a God. You guys just don't come to church and it's just a, 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 a happy place you know, to come and worship and feel good, make you feel pretty good. And then you walk out of here, but you don't substantiate your belief in God. Because you can't go to him without believing. You can't ask him without believing. Because he says that man that asks in doubt, he's not going to get anything. And so then we're upset because we didn't get anything, but you didn't believe you was going to get anything anyway. See what I'm saying? It's like you're coming, you're, you're coming saying, uh, I'm, mo- most of us, I'm going to try and see if you, I'm just going to see if you do it. Now, understand this. In our baby stages, there's times where God allows us to try. But as we begin to grow, God is waiting for us to really believe him. He wants us to believe. I've done all this. I've done all this. I've done all this. When are you going to believe me? When are you going to trust me? When are you going to see that I was there for you last year? I'll be for it this year. When are you going to see that I made a way for groceries when you didn't have none last month? Come on. 
when you're going to see that, when you're going to grab a hold of that, when you're going to believe that, that, that I kept y'all together for the last five years, I can keep you, when you're going to believe that, when you're going to see that it was me all the time, when is the peace going to come to the believing unto God, that God, you're my anchor, God, I can trust you, God, I can lean on you, you're my strong tower, God, I know that I know that I know that you're God. As we go into this new year, you guys can stand. As we go into this new year, can we believe? Some of y'all have the cutest smiles on your face. Can we believe that God is our peace? Our problem is going to be if you try to make any other thing or person your God. That's what you do when you put it above God. You make it God. You worship it. Lord, I worship you only. Come on, I worship you only. I'm going to believe, God, that my life is in your hands. I'm not going to struggle. Hide me, Lord. We sing that. Hide me, Lord, under your wings. But how many times we try to scoop from under them wings? But, Lord, I'm going to stay. Under the shadow of your wings. Because under your wings is peace. What's you going to do when trouble come in like a flood? What's you going to do when people hurt you and when things don't go your way? You've got to come back. Jesus, you're the center. Jesus, you're the center. Father, you are my peace. You guys, don't rush in this year. There's so many things that God wants to give us. Fools rush in. Fools rush in and say things that they wish they never said. Fools rush in and do things that they wish they never did. But let's be still this year. And know that he's God. One of our greatest things that steals our peace is trying to fix other people. You didn't call them? This is what God showed me. Not one of you did I call up to this altar. Do you understand what I'm saying? You walked to this altar by your own what God was doing in your spirit. And for me to turn around after God's the one that bought you and then I turn around and start worrying about how you're going to be and what's, what's wrong with you. And the same God that draws you is the same God that can keep you. The same voice that said, get up and come unto me is the same voice that can say, come unto me every day. And the same God that when I was stubborn and rebellious and doing my own thing that was with me then and pulled me up out of that pit is the same God that will pull you up out, out the pit. Remember this. I found in my life that I wanted to be the arm. But he's the arm. If we don't search our motive completely, our motive is, is, can I be the one to save you? 
can I be what I I just told you this? Why come? Jesus was God. And yet he gave people a choice. Choose you this day who you're going to serve. That's, he always gave a choice. And he always knew that in the choices, there was the consequences. And if we're really in tune with God enough, like a child that puts her hand in the fire and gets burnt, she's not going to put her hand in the fire if she's smart enough, right? Unless something's really wrong with her. She's not going to go back and just keep putting her hand in that fire. Well, God knows the consequences that he has surrounded the wages of sin with. Those consequences were never really meant to kill us. But they were meant to make us pull back, draw back from that sin. And sometimes we try so hard to save people from consequences. And we lose our peace because they seem like they're walking headlong into that place. But sometimes God says you got to let them go and they got to walk into it and they got to go there. And they got to feel that consequence because that consequence is the thing that's going to bring them back to God. So this year if you're trying to change your husband or your wife and there's no peace because it don't seem like they're moving in the direction or they're not getting it. It's because you're trying to give it to them. Let God give it to them. It's more peaceful when you let go and let God. Think of how many conversations that you would not have to have if you just went in your room and got on your knees and prayed. And said, Lord, have your way. Have you, you do the work. Just think how much frustration... Unless God tells you to go, why do you go? I remember one time God told me, I was calling my kids. And I'm just, you know, every day I got this word. I'm just reading the word. No, I'm, I'm finding that word. I'm finding it. I'm thinking, you know, surely this is going to get to DJ. And this is going to get to Daniel. And I'm reading and reading. And then I, I'm, I'm excited. I think it's the most powerful word in the world, you know. And then I'm talking to them and they're just... There's no even affirmation that I, you know, and it really started bothering me. And one day God told me, he said, Linda, why are you giving them what they're not asking for? I said, what do you mean, God? These are my kids. What do you mean? He said, until they ask for it, will they value it? But if you give them what they're not asking for, it's like the pearls with the swine. It's not until they want to know something will they receive it. If there's no want to know, don't let the enemy take your peace away, guys. God has a way. And ours is just totally trusting. I'm trusting him. You got him. You got him. You got me. You got them. Isn't it sometimes that we forget that, that we're out of sorts sometimes and nobody knows but us that we're out of sorts? It's not like, you know, we confessed it or anybody saw it, but God saw it. And in that moment that he saw it, he dealt with me. So if he can deal with me, he can deal with everybody else. And why would I lose my peace? And why would I worry? And why would I fret? When, when someone greater than me, someone way greater than me, knows the wind 
the where, the how, and the what over everybody's life. So this year, you know what I do? I pray that the peace of God would reign and rule. See, it can rule in our lives if we let it. That it would reign and rule in our lives this coming year. That we would walk more gracefully through this year than we have in the years before. We would walk with it knowing of God's grace, His enabling power that enables us in every situation to be victorious. That we don't have to kick and scream and throw a fit. We don't have to wring our hands or hit our heads. All we have to do is look up to the Heavenly Father and say, Father, help me right now. And I choose to rest in you. I choose to rest in the knowing, God, that you got it. You got me. You got them. (laughs) You got the whole world in your hands. Come on, let's not struggle so much with people this year. I just want somebody to receive that. Say, I receive. Let's not struggle with people. Let's stop building walls and start building bridges. Let's, there's a verse in there that he tells us to be at peace and, and to, uh, to, to mind our own business. Okay? Mind our own business. You know, because so many times we're sweeping at our neighbor's back door and there's trash all over our... Do you understand? Let's, let's, let's stop that, you guys. Let's, let's this year... I'm praying for my neighbor, but i got to sweep my own trash. Now, if my neighbor wants me to come over and help him sweep up some trash, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going crazy because you know how that man that looks over the fence and, and you didn't cut your grass. You didn't cut your grass. You didn't, he didn't lost his peace over your grass. Okay? Let's not be that. Let's not be that person. Let's. Mow your lawn, and maybe if you keep mowing yours, he'll look over the fence and say, Wow, that looks nice. I want to mow it too. See? Instead of going across, getting all agitated, frustrated, getting all out of sorts, just do what, you know, this year, that's I said, God, I just want to really know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. That's going to be my peace. I don't want to get to heaven and have dusted your gown all off and picked off all your stuff off your gown and, and I'm walking in heaven and all I'm here is suit because I can't see it. I'm so busy looking at you I haven't... No! My peace has to be this year. Father, Father, just let me be in right stead. Let me... I, that's work enough. That's work enough to, 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 to make sure that I'm talking right, that I'm living right, that I'm doing... That, that's work enough! Without me adding all these other people that I'm, oh, I got to get that one. I better go tell that one. Oh, my God. Oh, my. No. Let's have peace this year. Let's have peace that, that I'm going to be such an example that someone wants to imitate me. Think of that. I don't even have to, I don't even have to be worried about it. I'm such an example. They want to imitate my worship. They want to imitate my love. They want to imitate my marriage because they're seeing it. I'm not just constantly telling them, don't do this, don't do that. No, they're seeing it. Make it, there's where the peace lies, you guys, is knowing. Have you ever told somebody and went home and the same thing that you was telling them to do is up in your house? 
thing you tell them to do. Oh, 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 sweetie, you need to talk nicer to your husband. Next thing you know, you home and you talking five octaves higher and, and, and you're stopped right there. I just told sister not to. You see what I'm saying? Get it, get it. Get something that you can really give this year. Get something solid that when you give it, it's because the peace of God rests on you. You know that you know. There, see, there's no peace when I go home and all of a sudden I see what I told you not to do. I'm doing it. Yeah, there's no peace in that. Because the enemy starts going, you need to get your own self together. You, <laughs> you need to get the word in you. Right? This year, come on. Peace. Terrence, peace. May the peace of God go with you, be with you, rule over you. One thing I know this, that God is here, there, everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere all together. There's no place that we can go and say, you know what? If I stay right here, I'm going to be saved forever because this is the saved place. I'm glad for everybody in Living Faith Christian Center. But I'm not going to tell you this is the only place you can be saved. Because I can also tell you you can be lost up in here. But God is, if you don't grasp God, you can be lost anywhere. God is who we seek. And I'm telling you right now, God is there where you're going. Seek Him with all your heart, with all your soul. See, this, this is what's blessed you all year long. This is what's kept you. This is what's had His hand on you is God. And we don't leave him nowhere. We can take him everywhere we go. Some of you are leaving, I tell you. God's here. God's there. God is everywhere. Let that peace be in you. As you're deliberating, some are deliberating. I've seen some that have left here. And I want to say this. There's those that have left here. And because they have left, and they thought all it was was living faith, they didn't give anybody else a chance in their life. I know some to this moment that I'm working with right now is not living faith. It's God. Don't go look for living faith, please. Living faith will always be here. We will always be your brothers. We will always be your sisters. Go look for God. Go look for God. When you find God, you find peace. Because you might find another living faith that might be crazy. I'm just, seriously. Do you understand what I'm saying? You might get into something that because it looks like, but it wasn't what God called you to. So don't, don't put something, just say, I'm going looking for God. And when I find God, I know I got peace. You, that's what you'll know. When you find God, there's a peace that comes over you. No matter what congregation you go into, when you find God, there's this peace that says, God is here. Everything's going to be all right. So I pray for those that are leaving him. That your hearts are, you know, going to miss here. You're going, but peace. Peace. We're always connected. Peace. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this word. I stand in your peace this morning, God. And I pray that everyone, everyone, under the sound of my voice, God, that they would grab a hold of your peace, your peace, 
the peace that passes all understanding that that goes beyond what's happening in and around us god but in our hearts there's that blessed assurance that jesus is mine and a knowing that you're taking care of everything god in your time god you said you make all things beautiful in your time god oh god not, let us not lose peace because of a lapse of time oh god let us just have confidence that in your fullness of time when everything's in order when everything's right when everything's ripe you bring it to pass oh god oh god i thank you right now for this word father right now if there's anyone right now this moment that needs me to pray for them chaos has been in your home in your heart, in your relationship. Oh, Father, please, right now, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, that they would have peace. A knowing that you are for them. That they don't look at their circumstances and hear the little enemy's voice saying that God is not for them because of circumstances in their life. Father, you are for them. May they grab that truth right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, I thank you right now. I thank you right now. I thank you right now. I thank you. Is there anyone else? Come on. We're going to pray peace. Peace. Peace in the name of Jesus. Come over here, Lila. Come on. Peace. That thing that you're struggling with, that thing you're trying to fix, today, today, that you give it to God. That thing you're trying to handle, give it to God. Come on, just give it to God. And I mean really give it to God. Give her to God. Give him to God. Give that to God. Let your peace be in a knowing that God has it. And God loves me. And God's not trying to hurt me. And God's not trying to destroy me. God is doing what's best for me. And I'm going to believe that. I'm going to believe that. I'm going to believe that. That's the first thing, believing. I'm going to believe that God loves me. Oh, in the name of Jesus, there peace. You know that in the same building, there could be on one puke, somebody that's got the blessing of a lifetime. And on that same puke can be someone that's got the hurt of a lifetime. But God is Lord of them all. He's Lord over it all. And as you hear other people say the great things, do you understand that the one that's in pain this very moment, you have something so much greater than you know. He's a keeper. I said he's a keeper. There's some things that would destroy us if God wouldn't keep us. There's something that would make us lose our mind. Lose if God. He's a keeper. He's a keeper this morning. In the name of Jesus, Lord, these that have come, may your peace reign. Father, in the name of Jesus, take away all fear about tomorrow. He knows about our tomorrows. He holds our tomorrows in his hand. Father, I pray over those that their peace is about relationships and 
their relationships seem to be chaotic and they just want some peace. They just want some peace. Father, I pray right now that they would turn that relationship over to you. They would give that person or those persons to you. And Father, they would rest in in you just bringing peace to their hearts with the assurance, God, that you hear their cry, you hear their prayer, and Father, you are working it out. Not just for their behalf, but on the behalf of the one that they are praying for. Father, some right now, their peace is in their economic situation. Father, what am I going to do? How's this going to work out? All I got is enough for today. Oh, Father, right now, as they come, God, and they make you first. As you told the woman, make the first for me. Father, right now, they're giving the first attention to you, oh, God. Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. Oh, somebody just needs to yell that out of their spirit. Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. I trust you. And Lord, I just keep myself under the shadow of your wings. Father, I know you already have a ram in the bush for me. I believe you, God. I believe and trust you right now in the name of Jesus. Some may be worried about something that's going on in their body. You may not even have gotten a report yet. It's just the feelings that you feel seems to be like something is really wrong. It's affecting your peace because you really don't know. But God wants you to come unto Him. Give Him that situation. Give Him that place of pain, that place of worry that's in your body. Allow His peace to sweep over you. And allow your ear to be able to hear His instructions of what He wants you to do. The Father already knows the end of it. Lord, let your peace fall in this room. Some of you are making decisions and the Lord is... Your peace is not full because you haven't settled in your mind to live fully for God. There's still something calling you. There's still something pulling you on you. And... You're halted between two opinions. And every time you go to that other thing, your peace is disturbed because you really know that you're not supposed to be there, not supposed to be doing that, but something about it you still like. I pray that you would get in alignment with, with God so the peace of God Once we're in alignment, we can't do both things. You can't serve the world and serve God. You can't can't be in the middle on the fence. Frustration will be there all the time. So I pray right now that God would settle it in your heart today. Settle to live for Him. Settle to trust Him. 
settle to walk after his word. Settle it. Settle it to turn away from those friends. Settle it to turn away from that addiction. Settle it. Settle it that you want God's way. Settle it. Set the peace will come when you settle it. So God, I pray right now. I pray over these things that you have called out, God. And for everyone that has received it, God, that they embrace it. And that peace comes right now in the name of Jesus. Peace in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for this congregation. For this is the day that you have made. We rejoice and are glad in it. For you have given us a word of peace. And Father, we embrace that word. We purpose to walk in peace. We purpose to talk peace. We purpose to live out peace. We purpose to be a light of peace in this dark world. In Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. As you guys go back, just believe God's peace. It's not a feeling. It's a knowing, you guys. Sometimes we're waiting for something to sweep over us, some heat, some sweat, some By faith, I know He is our peace. So I thank God for this Sunday and 